0: If it's been a hot minute, or a hot hour, (laughs) I don't even know what, where did that saying even come from? Like what? What does it even mean? If it's been a minute, if it's been more than a week, or if it's been a month or a year, since you've taken any time to reflect on just how far you've come in your business, I would hit pause right now and give yourself a giant pat on the back. Because I think the fact that you're still standing and you're still here and you're still listening to this podcast is testament to the fact that you keep learning so much. And when we learn the things and then put it into action, evaluate the outcomes, continue to learn the things and continue to take action, we make progress in our business And I know you're telling yourself you're not making progress fast enough, you're not making enough money, you're not growing your team fast enough, nobody's paying attention to what you're doing. I want to remind you that none of it is true, because I want you to take a second to just think back to the first time that you picked up flowers, the first time that that thought crossed your mind that you could make a business out of your passion, For flowers. You've learned so much since that minute. And I also want you to give yourself so much credit for the fact that you've figured out so much of this shit on your own. Because if you have spent an iota of a minute in our industry, which I know you have. (laughs) That's why you're here. But it is literally like a giant gaping black hole of information. You want to learn about design mechanics? Yeah, lots of people out there teaching all the things. You want to learn that kind of design approach. You want to learn how to create foam-free arrangements. You want to learn how to do that kind of installation. You want to learn how to production line your bouquets and your arrangements. There are some amazing teachers on this beautiful planet. But when it comes to actually making money and building a business, giant void of information What's so fascinating is how that works against us. Thinking back to my early years of being a business owner, and the irony is not lost on me, right? I am a fully qualified, trained floral designer who learns pricing. They literally teach you this at flower school, how to price. But because nobody talks about it in our industry, because there is no open discussion and no kind of go-to resources available for us, we are going to be filled with self-doubt. It's a very normal human experience because even though I learned the pricing model and I was like, okay, great, now I know how to do math and I'm grateful for the calculator, I still struggled with pricing so much. Whether you go to formal training and certification and they teach you pricing, or you teach yourself and you invest in a few kind of key mentors and go to a couple of workshops, there's not enough discussion around pricing and there's no blog post, there's no that we can kind of go out there and be like, okay, can somebody please just give me this information so I can show my brain that this is how this works. When we're in this bubble of isolation as business owners because it can be a very, very lonely place, when I think back to the early days of us starting this business, searching high and low for support, right? I tried Googling all of the things. And yes, even with a formal floral qualification and an MBA and 15 years of working in fancy pants corporate, when you have to put this work to the test for yourself, you are confronted with so many emotions, so much uncertainty, so much hesitation, and the mindset piece of the puzzle is so incredibly real. It's literally the difference between continually showing up every day and calling it quits and going to work for somebody else. It's why when I talk about and when I teach marketing, it quickly needs to follow up with a discussion around understanding the mindset piece of the puzzle. Because you can't go out there and present the best smoke and mirrors and the best facade for your business and the highest potential brand and, you know, a perfectly curated Instagram feed if you're riddled with self-doubt and uncertainty. You can't talk to your clients about pricing in an effortless way, throw some numbers out at them when they ask around, you know, how much does two dozen roses cost or how much is this ceiling installation or how much is this like 30-foot table garland, If you haven't unpacked the mindset piece of the puzzle, you're going to struggle. And it doesn't need to be so hard, right? But that's the real challenge, this idea of being human and being a business owner. All of a sudden we are confronted with the roller coaster of emotions. And in order to be successful at marketing, we have to learn how to manage our mindset. You can't market like a boss if you don't feel like a boss. You can't price like a boss if you don't even realize that you're the boss. And what is so entertaining to me in a Real Housewives sort of way, (laughs) like let's put this in the same category as unhelpful trashy television. Now I know some of you like to watch Real Housewives and this is not about judgment or criticism, it's just let's put this in the category of like pure entertainment but also extremely frustrating. Because there are like these Facebook groups out in the big bad real world where there are so many struggling designers who are looking for guidance and input, right? And they post a picture of something and their question is how much would you charge for this? And then what ends up happening in the end is that they probably walk away more confused than when they started because nobody's giving them a straight answer, right? People are either just throwing numbers out at them or telling them how much they can or cannot charge for something. Where the big shift came in our business was when I decided, and this was very intentional, that the answer to every question around pricing is actually very, very simple. Kathleen, you just apply the pricing model. If you're wondering how to price out this gerbera bouquet, or this bunch of lilies, or a dozen roses, or a beautiful table arrangement, or a ceremony feature, or a ceiling installation, or a casket spray, Kathleen, just use the pricing model. If it's for everyday flowers, wholesale times three plus your time. If it's for weddings and events, wholesale times three and a half to four plus 30 to 50 percent. Or and this I developed over time, I just really simplified the math, right? If it's everyday flowers, wholesale times four. I don't have the patience to calculate time. (laughs) And you know, there's no time button on my calculator. (laughs) And if you're doing something that's a bit more high maintenance, takes a bit more, you know, managing your customers through an experience, then take your wholesale times five or times six. Heck. This is also just a place to begin. Nobody says that's all that you can charge. You could take wholesale times 10 if the value is there, if the expertise is there to solve this problem. The problem that I see in our industry though is that everybody's convoluting the pricing, right? So somebody might post in one of these Facebook groups, how much would you charge for this? I would answer it very simply. Just follow the pricing model, count the stems, grab your wholesale list, and follow the pricing model. But what ends up actually happening is that people respond, and I think some of these people, or I'm going to say I hope some of these people have the best of intentions. I don't even hope, or I think, I know, right? Because there are some beautiful humans in these Facebook groups. So it's like, no, they are trying to be helpful because they're trying to provide a response, but in response to an archway, the answer might be $400 and also $2,200. And I'm like, the poor person who posted the picture, (laughs) like that is not helpful for them to be like, okay, right. So is it 400? Is it 2,200? And then they do the math based on the equation and they end up with a number that's like 2,800. They're like, well, there's no way I could charge that much. So then they end up undercharging, And then Over time, the resentment grows, the exhaustion grows, you fall out of love with flowers, and you wonder if you have what it takes to be successful in this industry because people are not open and our industry is not sharing as much as it could be in terms of this is how pricing works. And I always think of these poor humans who are posting in these Facebook groups, and it's like, oh my goodness, just follow the pricing model. Don't pay attention to the people who are telling you it's too expensive. The pricing model is such an incredible gift that we have been given. Pricing isn't subjective. It doesn't need to be based on an emotion. We have an equation. We also have a calculator. So even if we're telling ourselves we're not good at math, that's great. You don't have to be good at math because that's why you have a calculator. Nobody's asking you to do this math on a piece of paper long form and hand it in for a gold star. Pull out your phone and do the math. And know that the drama that your brain is offering up is completely normal because pricing isn't talked about very much in our industry so that when you see that beautiful picture of an archway and then the math that you get to is like $8,600, of course your brain is gonna freak out because there is zero point of comparison. Where my work really came to the surface was when I understood that I had to change my thinking about pricing. We weren't making any money. I wasn't gonna be able to keep this business open. I wasn't gonna be able to keep these people employed. There was no way we were gonna make it work unless I changed my thinking. And I knew it was possible because I decided there's all these amazing successful floral designers who've been around for decades, decades. If it works for them, I'm going to decide it works for me. And it's a very intentional decision. We decide as the CEO and the business owner of this flower empire, and of your flower empire, this idea that you get to decide that the industry standard pricing model does apply to you. It's not that you're the exception to the rule, it's that you are just like everybody else. I had to do so much work to understand that the pricing model did apply to me is exactly the same way that it applies to all the famous florists, the same way that it applies to every florist, regardless of whether you have a fancy shop front, whether you work from your garage, whether you have a qualification, whether you don't have a qualification, whether this is year one or year 21. The pricing model has been tested in so many different avenues. So instead of deciding it doesn't apply to us, let's get to work deciding it does apply to every single one of us. Intentionally deciding that the pricing model is right for every flower business under the sun. Putting to work our brain to find the evidence that it's true. Because that's how the human brain works. What's so mind blowing to me is that we can decide to believe anything. And my favorite example of this is when we're kids and we believe that there's a Santa Claus until somebody tells us otherwise. I'm like, I wanna go back to believing that there is a Santa Claus, because that's just fun. Who doesn't wanna believe in magic and some old fat white guy walking around with a bag of gifts that seems to be endless? I mean, I don't know how many chimneys there are in Australia, so he might just be knocking on the front door, but still, this idea of choosing the beliefs that we wanna carry around with us. Because in so many instances, We've been handed these beliefs and we've grown up in these environments and we've worked in these spaces where we realize that, wait a minute, though what, what? Are these beliefs that I actually carry around, is it intentional? Is this helping me? Is this allowing me to move in the direction I wanna move in? But in order to actually start believing something new, in order to actually believe that the pricing model does apply to you and your business, you have to do two things. The first one is you need to go in and understand that you have to intentionally practice the thought the pricing model applies to my business. And then you have to put your brain to work to find evidence to support the fact that that belief is true. If you operate in a really small town, I want you to start googling and finding businesses that also operate in a really small town. If you are in your first year of floral business, i want going to go out there and find other floral businesses that are hugely successful so that you can show your brain that it still applies. You are not an exception to the rule. You get to follow the same equation that everybody else does. But we have to very intentionally practice and think that thought, the pricing model applies to my business. And then we have to go out there and find evidence to show our brain that it is true. The more you practice it, the faster it'll turn into a default belief that you get to walk around with. And then it'll be like, yeah, well, yeah, of course it applies to me. All because it's very intentionally practiced and you've found evidence to support the fact that it's true. When you walk around and you believe that you are an exception to the rule, that you believe that the pricing model doesn't apply to you, you will find lots of evidence to support that belief. You're gonna go out there and compare your pricing to what's being offered to the grocery stores. You're gonna find evidence to support the fact that you're not experienced enough and not qualified enough no matter how many years you've been in business for. You will only ever see or pay attention to the low price shoppers and low price clients who are coming your way. You will find so much evidence to support the fact that it's only the cheapest customers who are inquiring with you. What's amazing about being human though is that you can practice the belief of the exact opposite. You can decide that you, without your qualifications, without your fancy shop front, or with your fancy shop front, with your qualifications, we can get to work on practicing the belief and thinking the thought on purpose that the pricing model does apply to your business. And then your next job is to go out there and find evidence to support the fact that it's true. All those mom and pop shops that have been around for decades, They figured it out. Heck, those famous florists, when I met them in person, I was like, huh, you're lovely, and you are not any smarter than I am. (laughs) There is no reason. In fact, some of you I know are not qualified. So why am I deciding that I am exception to the rule? Could I decide that I'm actually exactly like you? The beautiful designer down the street who doesn't do a wedding under $5,000? She's decided it's for her, so I'm also going to decide it's for her. I started to put my brain to work to find the evidence to support what I wanted to believe, that the equation was exactly right for my business. And that's exactly what I created. I was reading a blog post the other day by one of my favorite marketing geeks. He's based in the UK, his name's Jim Connolly. He's like super smart. And one of the things I love about him is that he teaches very complicated concepts in very simple ways. The other day, he was talking, and I guess he was actually writing, what a weird language we have in English, but he, was, he wrote a blog post about how we can look to something as simple as the bottled water industry, right? Most of us can drink the water that comes out of our tap for pennies, pennies, that we need, might need to pay council or the city. I don't know if water that you drink from a well, maybe it has to go through like a super filtration system. Maybe it's even just almost technically free. It's pretty close to free in both instances. But us humans are also the type of people who will pay many, many, many dollars, eight, nine, $10 for a bottle of water, which may or may not be any different to what comes out of our tap. And what's so interesting is taking this concept of how it works in the bottled water industry and applying it to floristry. Because so many florists think that, well, our industry is different. And I'm like, well, there's some marketing nuances that are very good in our industry that give us a strategic advantage, but let's assume that our industry is actually more similar to other industries because that is way more helpful. And my friends. If people can charge, if our good friends at Coca Cola can charge seven, eight, nine, ten dollars for a bottle of Dasani water, which we don't even know is it any different to any better, or any worse than what could come out of water from my faucet, if the humans in the bottled water category can figure it out, then you and I can figure it out. What's so fascinating to think about is this idea if you take one specific category, like bottled water, like, why is it that some brands and some businesses are able to demand an even higher price? Isn't it all just water in a plastic bottle? If the bottled water industry can charge an incredible premium for the products that they offer the humans of this planet, then let's use that as evidence to support the fact that we can do exactly the same thing as floral designers. Instead of deciding that floristry is different to other industries, instead of deciding that floristry is a unicorn industry and it's unlike any other industry on the planet, let's decide that we can look at other industries and learn a crap ton about how to successfully market our businesses. It's really dangerous for us to decide that our industry is different. Whenever we believe that our industry is different, and this doesn't matter what you sell, but anytime we think that we're the exception to the rule, it's actually going to get in our way of us being innovative and us making progress. I think a lot about the old white guys who sat around the board table at Blockbuster. I also think about that line from a movie. (laughs) I can't even remember what it's called. Anyway, the line is, how could you fuck that up. At one point in time, Blockbuster Video had the chance to buy Netflix. Oops. (laughs) These poor people, these poor old white guys who are no longer sitting around the boardroom table wondering, huh, well, that was a mistake. But that's exactly what happens in industries that decide that they're different. It prevents us from staying relevant. It prevents us from being able to keep up with what our customers are looking for. And it's so fascinating to me how many floral designers walk around and are just bitter and resentful and angry for the fact that their customers are changing, that technology is changing, that import-export rules are changing, that there's more independent growers and more independent shops popping up and there's more choice at the grocery store. I was like, yes, because this is what customers are demanding. So we, as business owners, also need to evolve. It's up to us to pay attention to what our customers are demanding, to pay attention to just how little our customers know about where flowers come from. It's up to us, if we wanna be a leader in this industry, then we have to educate our customers on what goes into our work. We have to educate our customers on where our flowers come from. We have to educate our customers on seasonality. So the next time the bride asks you if she can have peonies and she doesn't realize that they're not available 52 weeks of the year, I want you to take the leadership position and tell her that they're not available. I want you to take the courageous move and talk way more about the mechanics behind what you do, the expertise required in flower care, seasonal flower selection, design, wrapping, transportation, all of it. It actually only serves to demonstrate the value of what you offer your customers. Because the whole idea of trying to compete and be the lowest cost provider is a recipe for disaster. It is referred to as the race to the bottom, because I can guarantee you at some point, Jeff Bezos and his people are going to figure out how to get into the floral industry. They're already wedging a shoe into it, but they're not going to be able to manage what needs to happen in our industry because it is such an incredibly localized business, but at this point in time, he is able to tap into the marketing side of the piece of puzzle because that's where floral designers are falling short. That's exactly what the relay networks and the wire services do. They've stepped in and taken over the marketing piece of the puzzle because it's the floral designers who haven't figured it out. So if you want to take over the wire services, then you have to change your behavior. If we decide that our industry is exactly like every other industry and it has to innovate and it has to keep up with the times, we will find so much inspiration and so many ideas that we can borrow from other industries and move this industry forward. My friends, if the people have figured out how to sell bottled water at an extreme premium, we can figure out how to market our flowers in a way that allows us to make a profit. It is 100% possible. And one of the single best things that you can do as a business owner is not give yourself the job of deciding if something is too expensive. Pricing based on an equation and not based on an emotion. You don't have to give yourself the job of pricing based on your emotions. We just follow the equation. You can absolve yourself of any responsibility of deciding you cannot charge that much. And instead, focus on getting your head wrapped around that the price is the price. Learn to become the top salesperson in your flower business because the minute that you can show up with confidence and tell your client that that beautiful ceremony feature is $8,500, then you can have an incredibly productive conversation about if that's how much money they want to spend or what some alternative options might be. Put yourself back in the position of power. Take ownership of your business. Think about how you can tell more of your story Share more of your experience. Get your customers to care more about where their flowers come from. Demonstrate your know-how and your knowledge that goes into your work. I want you to show up today and start talking about where your flowers come from. How often do you get flowers in? What is your process for prepping for an event? What are your expectations from your growers? How do you care for the flowers? How do you suggest that your customers care for the flowers? How do you go about designing X, Y, or Z? We have to, as floral designers, begin to change our behavior. Otherwise, this industry is going to implode. We have to start educating our customers, open up the curtain, and show our customers what we do. It is not all sexy. In fact, it's a really messy, chaotic, busy job. That arrangement that's so effortlessly posted on Instagram didn't just magically get there. Those flowers did not come from a machine. But until you stop hiding, this industry is going to implode. And when it implodes, it requires everybody to simply compete and be the lowest cost provider. We don't have to compete with the grocery stores. We don't have to be the lowest cost provider, but we do have to be able to show and educate our customers the service that we're offering. What's happening right now is everybody seems to be thinking that I need to be the cheapest and we're all fighting for the lowest rung on the tier. Everybody's looking at this going, well, I guess I need to compete with the grocery store so there must not be much of a profit margin. And I'm over here in the rock in the middle of nowhere telling you, shift your own thinking. Remember, you provide a service. That service has five to 10 to 20 to 35 steps in it in order to make it happen. Your customer's not gonna realize that until you start to educate them on it. For me, the shift really came when I stopped giving myself the job of focusing on the price. I literally had a pep talk with myself and I went, okay, well the price is the price, I'm gonna apply and I'm gonna assume that the equation does apply to me. I am not gonna spend another minute doubting if I can charge that much. Instead, I'm going to take my brain, put it to work and take my creativity and make it work for me and figure out how the heck to market my business so that I can find the customers who are willing to pay that much and want to spend that much money on a dozen roses. The most perfect gerber bouquet. A wonderful arrangement to take to Nana to the hospital. A beautiful casket spray. An epic ceiling installation. The pricing model is the pricing model. The minute I made that decision and that mindset shift, my energy went into a whole different space of creativity. So instead of telling yourself that the pricing model doesn't apply to you, free up that energy and free up that focus to learn how to market your business, to inspire your customers and show them what's possible, to get them to care about what goes on into your design, about why your design is way better than buying something at the local grocery store. I want you to go out of your way to educate your customers on how it works. And I want you to stop obsessing over the price. Remember, if the people figured out how to sell bottled water, then the people can figure out how to market their flowers. Assume that the pricing model does apply to you. Don't give yourself the job of judging your client's ability to pay. Instead, focus on educating your customers on the value that you provide. One of the greatest lessons I learned in my business, and this is true no matter what we're selling, you could be out there selling Range Rovers, or you could be selling bottled water for $6, or you could be selling lilies in your cute little shop front. Remember, any time your customer has an objection about the price, the problem, is never the price. You are going to hear that you are too expensive every single week of the year. It is the challenge that every floral designer on the planet hears because our customers have no understanding of what it is that we do. Because you remember when you first started out as a floral designer and you know how secretive this industry is, you know how nobody likes to share anything and nobody likes to talk about these things? Well, you got this far by asking questions, trying things out, and putting your ideas to the test. But now, imagine being your customer who has little to no engagement in flowers. In fact, they have so little experience when it comes to buying flowers that they've probably only ever done it one, two, three, maybe four times in their entire life. That bride who's inquiring for the wedding has never been married to that person in that season with this environment before. It's never happened. And the guy who's ordering a dozen roses very rarely probably actually sends flowers to his partner, his wife, his daughter, his cousin, whatever it is that he's doing. Those people who are contacting you for the funeral arrangement never, ever, ever done that job before. So be brave, be courageous, take the leadership position and know that your number one job is to educate your customers on the service that you provide. Any money objection you ever hear is a great indication of just how little your customers understand about what it is that we do. And I promise you, you are not the only one who is struggling with this. This is an industry that is notorious for keeping everything behind closed doors, which is the least helpful thing that we can do for the humans on the planet. Flowers are one of the most important things that we can do for humanity. Gifting flowers, having flowers at a wedding, having flowers at a funeral are one of the most powerful things that we can do on behalf of this entire species. I truly believe that. And the value that comes with it is immeasurable. And it's worth every single penny. But anytime your customer has an objection around price, the problem is never the price. The problem is that they don't understand the value and what it is that you have to offer. So if it's been a hot minute since you've gone in and reviewed your pricing and you already know that you're not charging enough, sit down today, review your pricing, get your website updated, get your set menu, get your price list updated, go out there and raise your prices, my friend, get them in line with what you know you should be charging. Do the math. And then stop giving yourself the job of judging about being able to charge that much and start putting your energy and effort into learning how to market your business, because if the people who sell the bottled water have figured it out, my friends, you can too, I promise. Remember, pricing is such an integral part of your business. We have been gifted the industry standard pricing model. It truly is a gift because it's been tested in so many circumstances, I want you to go to work and believe that it does apply to you. In this instance, I don't want you to tell yourself you're a special unicorn. I want you to tell yourself that it does apply to you. The math is the math. Now, the rest of your effort and energy gets into understanding branding and advertising and SEO and how to show up on Instagram and whether or not you need to be on Facebook and what to do with your website and how to have effective sales conversations with your customers and all of the really helpful things that you need to actually do to move your business forward. It's such a better use of your energy promise you it also is like the gateway to you actually making money and building a sustainable business growing your team hiring your staff and doing the work that you always wanted to be doing it's like the big domino that's going to allow you to move your business forward and you're going to blow your own mind with what you can achieve my friends go out there find yourself some bottled water you don't even need to go buy it walk by the vending machine, and just remind yourself, if those fools have figured out how to sell bottled water, (laughs) then we can get to work figuring out how to market our flowers to the beautiful humans of the planet. My friends, have the most beautiful week. Drive safe, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.